श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय ग्रंथ राज श्रीमद भागवतम की जाय बहुत प्रेम आनंदे सो गुड इवनिंग वेलकम आवर गेस्ट्स हैव वी मेट बिफोर यस ओके चैतन्य रूपा थैंक्स फॉर रिमाइंडिंग मी ऑफ आवर प्रीवियस एनकाउंटर्स नाइस टू हैव यू हियर and we are discussing shrimad bhagavatam and we are at the closing section of the third chapter of the first canto this is a chapter about avatar tattva and in the context of discussing the uh the tattva about bhagwan's descent it has the chapter has made the point that krishna's to bhagwan swayam that krishna although appearing as an avatar is actually the source not only of the avatars but of narayan because he is bhagwan swayam Bhagwan Swayam Swayam means unto himself. Hmm? He is not a derived his is not a derived existence. Hmm? Someone has to be the underived existence as the beginning of Bhagavatam states. That this book is about abhiganaha swarat hmm? the fully cognizant and independent one. Hmm? So hmm. we have krishna we have narayan we have then the purusha avatars and and through them so many lila avatars so forth so on these some are uh, dependent existences and there is one independent existence so we learn that krishna is the bhagwan swayam so he's bhagwan he's not one of the purushas and of different manifestations of bhagwan for lila he is there the fountain head this is of course a very uh, central point to go to vaishnavism what did uh, jiva goswami refer to this one part of this one line as the paribhas sutra the 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 key to unlock the whole of the uh, siddhanta the tattva the simad bhagavatam it is a book of tattva and a book of bhava we generally say it's a book of bhava no doubt it is kavya it's a the a, a book of uh, poetry but as i said earlier in poetry or in music there is also math underneath unseen so there is the tattva to the bhagavatam also a siddhanta hmm? and its poetic truth its leela rests on that so the key then in one sense to understanding the the bhava is to understand the tattva hmm first we first we should become a tattva darshi vedanta vit an or of siddhanta that will give rise then to um bhava gita says the same thing krishna says what about himself 
अहम सर्वस्य प्रभुभा मता सर्वम प्रवर्तते इति मत वाबजन्ते माम बुद्ध भावस मन्दिरा सिर्फ हम सर्वस्य प्रभुभा this means Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. I am Swayam Bhagavan. For me, I am the fountainhead of everything. And he says what? Aham sarvasya prabhava matasarvam prabhavati iti matva bhajante maam buddha bhavasman buddha bhavasman vita. One who buddha, one who understands this, understanding this, getting this in place. Who is the taker, the supreme taker, the center. Then it's possible to enter into a life of full giving exemplified as it is by the Vrajabhasis. The nature of their giving is unprecedented, hmm? comprehensive. So you've got two things in place. You have to have, a, if you want to give uncompromisingly, un, un, un then you have to have a center that can take entirely. And then you have to have uh, given a, qualitatively without any other separate motive to that center. So to get this one part in place. What is the center? What is the source? Hmm? So the Bhagavatam has labored to make this point. Hmm? The text has gone on from there, of course, then to uh, emphasize that all of the different avatars of our eternal nature and so forth, that was contrasted, their forms, their descent and so forth was contrasted with the, uh, the uh, yogic um, idea of the universal form, both the subtle and the gross one. The avatars were distinguished from that. Hmm. And and Sutta Goswami, in the ca- context of distinguishing that imaginary kind of conceptual form for yogic meditation from the eternal forms of the Lord, uh, sought to further illustrate that point by way of saying that there's a difference between the self and the body and one's mind. He he talked about the psychic and the physical dimension of the self hmm, that are different from the self. And he talked about how in order to to understand the avatars, one has to come out from underneath these two coverings. One has to be like an avatar. One has to be godlike. Indeed, it says... By doing so, one himself becomes worshipable. Hmm? So we have to become godlike in order to understand God properly. Prabhupada used to give the example: you have to enter, you have to become fire to enter the fire, something like that. So, very beautiful um, uh, explanation hmm? and emphasis on real spiritual practice, the necessity of such. This is not merely an academic exercise, although we can see here that the. The, the Bhagavatam is a very well put together, very well thought out, so we have to use our head. Hmm? We have to use our head to soften our heart. Hmm? So good arguments all should culminate, if we understand them properly, in practical service hmm? and attentive spiritual, uh, spiritual practice. Hmm? So in this... Some emphasis then on bhakti is given over gyan and, and yoga as means of knowing Bhagavan and so forth. And then finally, we come to this uh, last section, which, although the discussion of avatar tattva in one sense is over, another type of avatar is mentioned in that in the context of answering another of the sages' questions found in the first chapter. One of the questions was, 
um, tell us about his avatars. So that's been done. The other question was what? One of the other questions what? Hmm? Yes, right. So after his dis- after Krishna has disappeared from the world with Dharma and Gyan, where 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 is knowledge and and uh, and uh, and Dharma going to be uh, found? Where will we find that out? So he begins his answer here to that question, and veritably he speaks of another type of avatar, which uh, we heard in the avatar tattva section. Although many were listed, they are asankhya. Means what? Uncountable, innumerable. So, like, like it's the, the avatar idea is like the Godhead is 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 an ocean of spiritual emotion, and waves rise in that ocean, appear before the uh, our eyes and disappear, and the avatars are like that, innumerable. If you could try to count the the waves of the ocean, it means that the emotional life of the Absolute is oceanic. And it rises and falls in small and large, even tidal waves, in which it seeks to experience itself, and in the context of doing so, shares itself with us. The biggest tidal wave, of course, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. This is the most esoteric and introspective emotional moments of Bhagavan Sri Krishna. This is the genesis then of Chaitanya Avatar, who is really not considered to be an avatar, but avatari himself. So it's Krishna himself in his most introspective and deeply emotionally, um, um, uh, deeply emotional, you know, self, let's say. He's... He's really searching himself out in his feelings and trying to get to know himself here. <laughs> and he's seen Radha's love for him. He cannot understand the measure of that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born esoterically here. This is a tidal wave. The more he has gone within to experience himself, the more it goes without and overflows everywhere in its descent, making himself available. So... And he, of course, Chaitanya Dev, embraced the Srimad Bhagavatam as his own heart. So, the answer to the question and veritably an explanation of the book avatar. That's, that's like out of the box or out of the book avatar, so to speak. Uh, the book itself is an avatar. Basically, it is said here as he, in his first Verse, there's four verses here that conclude the chapter, all glorifying the Bhagavatam. And of course, all of this thus far has been, and a good part more of this first chapter, the first canto, is an introduction to the Bhagavatam. We learn who the speakers, various speakers are, the various inquirer, principal speakers, principal inquirers, Sutta, the sages of Naimisharanya, Sukadev, Parikshit Maharaj are being introduced, and so forth. Uh, the previous setting of the Bhagavatam to that, and Arda and Vyas, and so on and so forth. We're kind of getting an acquaintance with a, a feeling for for the for the text. So here he's going to formally uh, speak about it. He did speak about it a little earlier in the second chapter when Sutta Goswami, that is to say, began to speak to the sages and answer their questions. He did that by way of glorifying Sukadev Goswami, from whom he heard the Bhagavatam. He said, that what 
Karunayaha Purana Guhiyam. One of the things about my Guru Sukadev is that he spoke the secrets, the Guhiyam of this Purana out of compassion. Hmm? Without seeking to gain anything, but out of, out of, out of giving. It's going to come up again now. He's going to introduce Sukadev's role in this more directly. Hmm? There was a Pranam verse to his Guru. Now some explanations coming. So first, anyway, the first of four verses. You see how far we get in terms of all four of them tonight. Sutta Goswami says, "Idam Bhagavatam Nama." He says, "Idam Bhagavatam Nama." This, uh, the name of this book that I'm speaking to you about, hmm, my experience, the Bhagavat. Hmm, it is it is called the Bhagavatam. Idam Bhagavatam Nama Puranam. Brahma Samhitam. It's a Purana, but it is also Brahma Samhitam. Samhitam means like equal. So it is equal to Brahma. It doesn't mean the four-headed Brahma. It means Param Brahma. It means Brahman. It means the book is fully transcendental. Hmm? It may be rendered, the book is non-different than the subject it speaks about, which is the Purna Brahma. Krishna, as the Gopal Tapani Upanishad describes him, hmm, to go to the Shruti hmm, as a reference. Krishna is Param Brahma. Hmm. This is the book about him, and the book is non different from him. So here, this line, we get the idea of book avatar. Hmm. It's non different from him. Hmm. Puranam Brahma Samhitam. Hmm. It, this line distinguishes the Bhagavad from other Puranas. There's another place in this text, in this great text, in the twelfth canto, where this idea is spoken about a little differently, with a little different uh, word usage, but same idea. Srimad Bhagavatam Amalam Puranam Yadvaishnavanam Priyam. Srimad Bhagavatam is a Purana, but it's Amala Purana, spotless, pure. Hmm? That differentiates us from other Puranas, which are speaking about, to one extent or another, of things within or under the influence of the sattvic guna. There are sattvic puranas, there are rajasic puranas, there are tamasic puranas for different people, people primarily governed by the motive, passion, ignorance, goodness, and so forth. This is a different book. Paramahamsa samhitam simad bhagavatam amalam puranam yadvaishnavanam priyam. And it is very dear to the Vaishnavas. Hmm? Same idea here. So it is Puranam Brahma Samhitam Uttama Shloka Charitam. What's it about then? What, is it, what does it say about, about uh, Brahman? Is it a, a, full of aphorisms like the Upanishads? No, Uttama Shloka Charitam. In beautiful transcendental poetry, it describes the character of Bhagwan. Uttama Shloka Charit. Chakara Bhagavan Rishi, the author is actually Vyas, Chakara Bhagavan Rishi, the Rishi who is Bhagavan. Vyas is, this is Krishna Dvaipayana Vyas, who said to be Shaktivesha, avatar of, uh, of Bhagavan. Chakara Bhagavan Rishi, Nishreya Shaya Danyam Svastiyayanam Hat. And it is for the ultimate good and happiness and success in all respects, 
for all living beings. It means it is even saying here that all of the goals of life can be achieved by it. Of course, the Bhagavatam itself deprecates other goals of life. Hmm? Uh, Dharma, the common moksha, emphasizes prema, prema dharma. Hmm? So, having directly glorified the book Bhagavatam, then he wants to tell us a little bit about the history of Bhagavatam and how he came to hear about it and how he's come to now speak about it to the sages. So he says what? Idam grahaya masam asa suttam atmabhutam varam sarva bedeti hasanam sarum sarum samudritam. This is a nice verse. Sukadev Goswami, the, the Shiksha Guru of uh, Sutta Goswami is again now here mentioned, as I said, he offered his pranam to him in two verses, the beginning of the second chapter, before he said anything. Of course, he glorified his guru and the source of his his bhakti, his knowledge, and so forth. So here again, tad idam grahayamasam sutam atmavatambaram. Sutta is described as atmavatambaram, the param, the best of the atmaramas, really. Atmavatambaram, the best of the self-satisfied souls. So this is very um, important point that who is the speaker of Srimad Bhagavatam? Here it is described as saram saram samudritam. Hmm? It's uh, it's the saram saram. Saram means essence. Prabhupada translates it as cream. It is the cream of the milk. He, he wants to say of the Veda, like we take the milk from the cows and we. Put it, get a little refrigeration, and what happens? The cream rises to the top, and it's thick, and and uh, it tastes sweet, and it's very um, powerful. Hmm? And uh, Sukadev was was best of the self-realized soul. It said here, "Tad idam grahayamasam." Grahayamasam means taught, but implied by these words, the the the, the the full, with the full, full meaning to be, draw the full meaning out of out of it is to say that he was kind of induced to drink the cream of Srimad Bhagavatam, like you take a little calf, you know, and you try to put him, help the calf get on the teat and get his first drink, something like that. And it's very powerful that first drink. So he self-realized this uh, this uh, this uh, Sukadev Goswami. We know the story, right? Uh, it was described in the very in, in the pranam verses that Sukadev uh, spoke about him in the in the second chapter. Uh, he left home without any sacrifice, without any sangskar, hmm? uh, entered the forest, and so on and so forth. From other uh, puranas, it is the, the story that we we find uh, uh, further. More detailed description, Vyas went looking for him, sent the woodcutter into the forest and gave him a couple of poems from Bhagavatam about Krishna Leela to recite in the forest in the hopes that Sukadev would hear those poems and then follow the woodcutter back to the ashram of Vyas where Vyas could formally teach him Srimad Bhagavatam. So he had confidence in the nature of Srimad Bhagavatam and how it would, in terms of how it would affect a pure heart. Sutta Goswami is the pure hearted, right? He has no material desire. That's why he's depicted as being naked. 
As we'll hear in the next verse, he walked into the assembly, right? So many people were gathered there. He was naked, 16. It means they could understand, oh, he, he, is, he has no desire. He's not even concerned about what he wears. He's absorbed elsewhere, within. No external concerns for him. No bias for him. He was given a seat. So Vyas knew what he wrote himself in the introduction to Bhagavatam when he said what? Who oh, dharma? What is that verse? Jama projita kaita votra paramo nirmat saranam satam vedam vastava matra vastu shivadam tapatrayun mulanam srimad bhagavate mahamuni kite kimba pararishvara sadyo hridiyabhriditaitra kitibi susrusupi stakshana. It means sadyo means immediately. Hearing the Bhagavatam immediately, Krishna becomes arrested in the heart. Of course, we've heard Bhagavatam, his Krishna, completely captivated and arrested in our heart, we may have doubt. Therefore, we need to turn to the commentaries, of course. Jiva Goswami said, that happens in the pure heart, like Sukadev. Hmm? Otherwise, Krishna has to come in and sweep everything out first, <laughs> before he takes his seat there and he doesn't even likes a clean room. So, yeah. uh, And a warm heart. He likes a warm place, hmm? a warm place, an affectionate place. As much as we have other things in our heart, it's not an affectionate heart. It's not a soft heart. It's a hard heart. It's a cold heart. Hmm? So this is material life. You know, it's it's a mean place. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur said it's not a fit place for a gentleman. Hmm? So to be a gentle person, a kind person, this is the teaching of Bhagavatam, survival of the kindest. The kindest will survive. They will endure. Hmm? So... Again, we're drawn to the importance of our practice. We're here to soften our hearts. We're not here to collect information, knowledge even, and profound knowledge just to regurgitate it and, and, and uh, have other people think we're, we're uh, knowledgeable and um, become in, in, intoxicated by that. No, that happens. So hmm. That's why it's important that we understand the principle of the two Bhagavatas. In the context here of introducing the Bhagavatam, book Bhagavatam, here he has introduced the person Bhagavatam also. In his case, it is Sukadeva Goswami from whom he heard the Bhagavatam. Krishna Kaviras Goswami has offered his pranams in Chaitanya Charitamrita to the deities of his book, when he said, Bande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sohodito Gorodai Pushpabanto Chitrosam Dotamonudo. When he explains that verse, among other things, he says, These two, Gaur and Nityananda, have arisen like the sun and the moon at the same time. That's wonderful. And they bestow the darkness of ignorance, the desire for Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha, these other desires that make the heart cold and uninviting to Krishna. Hard and cold. This kind of, he says, Tarnam Kaitava. I call that desires for these things cheating. Hmm? This again is what Bhagavatam is pushing out, the cheating idea hmm? Hmm? of religion, a bargaining with God. Right? You, I'll give you this, you give me that, this kind of a thing. Hmm? It's speaking about unalloyed devotion, love. This love is caught and requires a soft heart, hmm? a giving heart. And, and it begins by a giving up of so many unwanted things 
So Bhagavatam, uh, so excuse me, Krishna says, these Gorda Thai, they come and they give this. And how do they give this? How do they give the, uh, they, they give the, some do tomonu do. They give some do. Some do. Do means to give some. They give completely. Means they give prem. And tomonu do. The darkness is a complete of desire for dharma, the common moksha, for example, is completely eradicated. So how does this come about? He says, they do it like this. They bring the jiva, the individual soul, in touch with two bhagavatas. The great Granta, Srimad Bhagavatam, and the person Bhagavatam who's absorbed in the mellows of Srimad Bhagavatam itself, who personifies that. So here the person Bhagavatam has been, the book has been introduced, now the person Bhagavatam is mentioned. This is the person who, who Sutta Goswami, who was the person, I should say, for Sutta Goswami when he heard as we'll hear. This is his guru. Hmm? He heard Sriman Bhagavatam from him, and he was a selfless person. Hmm? But his history is interesting, as we're discussing. He was selfless, but he didn't yet have bhakti. But because he was selfless, he had nothing else in his heart. Hmm? He had no desire to take. Hmm? When he heard the poetry of Sriman Bhagavatam, it went in like a sponge. Hmm? Krishna found a comfortable place there. To fill up with brain. Hmm? So there's an emptying out and there's a filling up in the context of bhakti. We have to be busy with with, with cheto darpanam arjunam, sharanagati, shraddha, hmm? in sadhana. Longing and then gradually filling up the heart noticeably. Hmm? Uh, this comes in bhava bhakti. So Sutta Goswami, so, so, so Sukadev Goswami heard those prayers of the, uh, of, of the woodcutter was singing and he followed the woodcutter. He thought, what kind of... I know Brahman. And because I know Brahman and Brahman is everywhere, I have no need to go anywhere. Hmm? I see no difference between one person or another. I don't see my father here and somebody else's father there. He had uh, samadarshina, equal vision. But when he heard the poetry of Srimad Bhagavatam, a bias developed in him, in him, a prejudice, if you will, developed in him. What kind of bias is that? Bias is something that we want to get away from so we can be fair, even-handed, and so forth. Not bought and paid for by someone else. But this is a different kind of bias, a transcendental bias. He came, became attracted to Bhagavan. What is the, later the Bhagavatam will describe it? What does he say? Atmaramas chamunayo negrantapi rukrana. Kurvanti haitaki bhaktim itam butta guna hari. Such is the character of hari. Itam butta guna. His guna, his qualities are such that what? A person who wants nothing becomes attracted to having that. Hmm? What is the nature of that thing? Greed for that he developed. Hmm? Some greed is implied here in the way these words are used. He was taken and Vyas brought him to the cream to drink. He got a taste of that and he, and he, uh, <laughs> he got very, uh, uh, very enthusiastic on tasting the cream is the idea. Hmm? Oh, Vyas kind of tricked him and brought him in and reeled him in and then 
then systematically he nourished him with the cream, gave him the teat, and then he systematically taught him Srimad Bhagavatam. What is the need for a self-realized person to study a book? Because self-realization is beyond the book, right? Sometimes I used to try to sell the books to people, and people say, the answer is not in the book, buddy. Yeah. They would say something like that, you know. Yeah, you know, the answer, when you get your head out of the book, then you're going to realize the whole thing. I'd say, well, first let's go through the book. <laughs> let's do that first, and then we'll see where it takes us. It might take us out, you know. <laughs> uh, so he studied the book. Well, why would he study the book? Because of its nature. Hmm? What is the subject matter of the book? It is Amalapuram. It is, it is uh, Brahmasamitam, as we've heard. So... The book Bhagavatam, the person Bhagavatam. If the, if the Bhagavatam is to be compared as it is here to Krishna himself, hmm, then we know that in order to understand Krishna, to approach Krishna, to take really advantage of Krishna, we need some help. A beautiful example was given by Pujapadridharmarsh once to help us in this regard. He said, Krishna is like the sun. There are many examples. In fact, a couple of verses ahead, we'll hear this, this comparison. Krishna is like the sun. Hmm? So Krishna is like the sun. And the disciple is like the lotus. Now, the lotus needs sun in order to be nourished. But what if the lotus just stands in the sun? What will happen? Does the lotus need anything else? Water is like the guru. The guru is like the water. So the, the guru, it nourishes and protects hmm, the, 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 the lotus, the, the, the water protects the lotus, so that it can be nourished by the sun. Hmm. So the guru helps us in such a way that we can actually come to understand Krishna. He is, or she is, really Krishna in a form, so to speak, that's tailor-made for us, to help us, whereas it's paying attention to us locally. Hmm. His attention may be everywhere. But in this form of Guru Tattva, paying attention particularly to us. So we should pay attention there. This is the idea. Nowhere else should we pay attention more if we're interested in Krishna. More than the deity. You know the story of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur and Prabhupada and Sridharmaraj were on the parikram with, with Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta in Vrindavan and the night came and there was a last chance to see the Seshai Vishnu deity on the parikram. Some disciples wanted to go because they had the darshan, and Bhakti Santa was going to speak that night. Some stayed behind to speak, to hear him speak. Sridhar Marsh and, and our Prabhupada were amongst those. They both I heard the story from both of them independently. Hmm? And uh, more or less the purport was the same. Bhakti Santa Sarasthi Thakur said, oh, there are so many Dandavat disciples. They want to go pay their Dandavats to the deity, but they, they, don't, they aren't that interested to hear from the Guru. This is the typical way in which the Kanishta, the neophyte, is characterized. Um, he or she has affinity for the deity, but cannot trace out the presence of the deity, that which is uh, which is more profound in the words of the sadhu. Hmm? Therefore, it said, we will see by hearing hmm, more than with these eyes. Hmm? If we give oral reception to the message of Bhagavatam from the person who's actually uh, pure-hearted like... like, like um, like uh, Sukadev, where the where the Lord will, who's made his heart warm enough, made enough room, first enough room, then he will come in and take his place there and warm it up, so to speak. Mm.
So, this way he's introduced the person Bhagavatam in the context of introducing the Bhagavatam, this important principle. Again, it's brought out by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, emphasized there in the very beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the very first chapter. Then he says what? He says that Satu sam shrabayam asa maharajam parikshitam prayo pavishtam gangayam paritam paramarshibihi he goes on with the history and he says, Sugadeva Gosami, the son of Vyas, in his turn, delivered the Bhagavatam to the great emperor, Maharaj Parikshit, who sat surrounded by the sages on the bank of the Gantis, awaiting death without taking food or drink. Hmm? So now the, the principal speaker is mentioned, Sugadeva Gosami, now the principal hearer. And Parikshit is his name. Parikshit means, of course, inquirer. So it, it, it means that, 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 that uh, like Prabhupada used to say, not everybody needs a guru, but one who really wants to inquire as to making a comprehensive solution to life's problems. The problem, of, for example, of birth and death. This person has some readiness, some, some qualification. I was asked in Poland recently about finding the qualified sadhu or the guru and how we're ill-equipped because we don't have much knowledge and so forth, so we might accept an imposter and so forth. And I said, well, that's, there's, there's some truth to that. It's possible, but we have to search not with our heart, with our head. Hmm? But we have to search with our heart hmm, in this way, in terms of wanting to make a comprehensive solution, which means a somewhat informed heart. Do you follow me? Hmm? With an informed heart, it's not just a sentimental, well, just follow your heart, but an informed heart, and a heart that's informed to this extent. I can't make a permanent residence here in this world. There are no idea that I can find that, that comforts me, that is enduring. When I was young, living in the Santa Cruz Mountains, before I joined Prabhupada, I would sit and I would think, what could I do? with my life. And I would think of every possible occupation thing you could do. And the closest I got was, maybe I joined the Peace Corps. But, yeah, that wouldn't work either. I played it out and it just didn't, it ended. It ended and, and, and it, it, it didn't. <laughs> so anyway, I was unsatisfied with all the alternatives that I could come up with in my head. And when I heard from Prabhupada, I thought, oh, this, is, this has no end here. This is, this is oceanic here. <laughs> Uh, I've met the, 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 the depths of, of, of possibilities where there is no impossibility. Impossible isn't found there in lexicon. So, so this is somewhat of an informed heart, if you will. Hmm? A seeker's heart who sought and found that he needs help. Hmm? He's come, he knows, he, so the extent to which we really, really feel that we need help we'll be able to find a good guide. Hmm? We'll find our way. Huh? When the heart is not really of that in much need and we just put our head in for we're going, I'm going to go find the perfect guru because he's going to have this quality, he's going to have that quality. And, and everyone is, you can discount everyone if you go with that mentality. You know? And it's the, it's the ego of it is, of course, I want to have the best guru because 
I'm the best <laughs> disciple, <laughs> something like that. So this is not the way to search. No, we have to search with a helpful, with a needy heart. Because what we'll find with a needy heart is a person with a needy heart. That's the guru. Guru has a huge necessity. He or she is greatly troubled by these two syllables, Krishna, and what they're doing to him. He needs, in Rupa Goswami's language, many ears and many tongues to help him take advantage of the nectar of these two syllables. So it's two needy people meeting. Desperate people, very desperate people meeting and making a pact. Let's stick together. What is the the truth? What are the possibilities? What, What are the depths? of these two syllables, Krishna. You heard it, huh? It, it made some sense to you. It did something to you. It's doing something to me, too. Hmm. Something like that. Two desperate people. Hmm. Guru and disciple. Hmm. <laughs> so, so here we find the perfect disciple, Parikshit Maharaj, and his name means inquirer. So it means he was deeply inquiring, and if we deeply inquire about our prospect in life, then as a real searcher, then there's some, uh, we, we're in a good position then to find um, an answer. The absolute is not incapable of reciprocating and answering. The shortage is only on our part of inquiring spirit and sense of necessity. And necessity in bhakti is not a bad thing. Hmm. That's a good thing. If a young boy is hungry, that's a sign of health. So our necessity for, for help, this is, means we're in good health. And we think, well, I don't need any association, you know. What the heck, you know, I mean, I was initiated here or there. Or, or, I mean, we find the, the greatest devotees in our sampradaya pining for, for association. Naratama is saying, I'm feeling separation from rupa from Sanatan Prabhu, from Raghunathas, from Krishnadas Kaviraj, Eyani Lopremodhan, hmm? Karuna Prachur. And he said, I'm feeling separation from them. What is the feeling of separation doing? What is it idle? Separation? I'm feeling separation. No, it drives one towards union. Hmm? Real experience of separation drives one with a, with a great force and power towards union. Therefore, he says, I will enter the fire. I will beat my head against the stone to get their association again. Hmm? He's finding their association in that separation. You understand? It's driving him in this, in this way. So, Sadhu Sangha, when do we give that up? In Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the more you advance, the more you feel you need. Hmm? Prestali Visevya Manu Smarami. This is uh, idea of Krishna's Kaviraj. Prestali Visevya Manu Smarami. It is, it is, Vrindaranya Kalpadrumata Srimadratnagra Singhasana Stostri Si Srimadrada Srila Govinda Devo. But more important, Prestali Visevya Manu Smarami. Smarami. I do meditation on those who are serving them in a particular way. This is my ideal. Hmm? So, this carries all the way and forever. Hmm? Not that we have a teacher and then we give up at a certain point. When Prabhupada was standing in the Ganga in 1977, um, in Mayapur, and 
uh, I think it was 1977, and he reached him to Babananda's hand to help him come out. Babananda pulled Prabhupada out, when Prabhupada got on the shore, he took Babananda's hand and threw it down like this. And Babananda stuck back. What did I do wrong? And Prabhupada said, this is my award. Huh? What? <laughs> he said, they, they take help from the guru and then discard him. Hmm? That's the Mayavad idea. They take help from the guru, they become God, there's no need for the guru, and so forth. But in Vaishnavism, no, not like that. In Gaudi Vaishnavism in particular, the guru only becomes more and more important as we progress. We see him as representative of God, sakshadharitvena samastha shastra, then kintu pravori apriyevatasya. As we get closer, we see, oh, he's also a servant in a particular way. And I want to follow in that way, too. Hmm? And be in his group, as it may be, or her group. So, this way here now, Parikshit Maharaj is, is introduced. And the nice thing is said about him. Prayo Povishtam Gangayam. He sat on the banks of the Ganga and he did Upavas. Upavas. Upa means? Come close. And Bas means residence, to reside close. Come, come close to me. So that, like Upanishad, sit close so I can tell you secret, the uncommon knowledge. I can whisper it into your right ear. Om, clean. Like this. Special knowledge. So Upavas, it means to fast. But it means to reside near, to come near. So the idea is that we become close to God hmm, when we decrease our appetite for things that are not uh, have nothing to do with God, that are not in our in, in, in interest of bhakti. Hmm. So literally, he just said that he sat and he fasted from food and drink, Gangayam on the bank of the Ganga. It it is stated here like this, not so much as a historical fact, though we may take it as such, no doubt, but to tell us the spirit of the disciple. He was prepared to fast from food and drink in order to make a solution to the problem, what to do with the time of death, which was just burning on him. He had seven days, right? He was, and the implication is what? We all have seven days to live. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's all the days there are. <laughs> and one of them, we're going to die. So... So we should uh, we should try to reside close, pay close attention. And the implication is here: he was not even distracted by the need to eat or, or drink. We may not be that uh, that 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 uh, far along, but this example is given to tell us this: this is a serious business. We should pay close attention. We should be willing to undergo some difficulty for this. This is not an easy thing. This is the greatest accomplishment, and we will just coast there, hmm? with no, with no, with no effort. We must make a huge effort to get grace, hmm? to position ourselves near, hmm? that grace may fall on our head. Hmm? This is the idea. So, having introduced the speaker and the listener, Sukadevan Parikshit, that he witnessed in the context of that, he became a listener. He'll tell us that. First, he wants to now directly answer the question of the sages with one verse. The question as to where will Dharma be protected? Where will we find Dharma, knowledge, and so forth, uh, etc.? The idea is 
Now that Krishna, who personified these, has left the planet. What is the time? So he says, Krishna Swadhamo Pagate Dharma Ganari Bisaha Kolo Nasta Dusham Mesha Puranarka Dunoditaha. To be continued tomorrow. Any question? Yes. People who are liberated, like my bodies, they must have pure hearts, right? Well, we have some. Um, objection to the Mayavad idea. The Mayavad, there are different types of Mayavad, but in the strictest sense of the term, the Mayavad who rejects bhakti. It is said, Aruyakachena that uh, those who think themselves liberated but have no regard for devotion hmm, are kidding themselves. Hmm. They may appear to be liberated, they may even rise up to Jivan Mukta position, but they cannot transcend entirely. Hmm. So the idea is, and it's stated elsewhere in many places uh, as well, that without bhakti, some bhakti factored into our practice, even if the practice is gyan or yoga, as a discipline unto themselves. Unless we factor some bhakti in, there's no mukti. Hmm? So, they are, the Bhagavatam gives example, beating the husk, what is it? And empty husk, like if you beat the, the wheat husk and the wheat falls out and you just got the empty husk left. And they're, not, they're wasting their time. So that kind of mayavad, no, we don't think that they attain liberation, but their can, ganis can be liberated. They factor a little bhakti in, like a sattvika form of bhakti. Bhakti takes a sattvika form to bless them and give them their desired ideal. So what about them, those types then? Well, I was just thinking, I guess I didn't know that you couldn't come to real Brahman realization being mayavadi. Well, there are some mayavadis then, let's say, as in terms of being followers of Shankar, that do factor bhakti in and strongly into their practice. So they may attain Brahman realization. So let's say they do. Then? No, I was just, I was wondering, is it easier for them to come to what we're sort of after as far as um, like the bridge they were, bridge brain, but philosophy might be, it's just like innately offensive, so. It is. Um, it's innately offensive in that it deprecates the form of the Lord by way of saying beautiful things about it, but saying that it's it's not eternal. Hmm? They say it's the most most powerful manifestation of, of Brahman in the world, Saguna Brahman, you know, a manifestation of Sattva Guru, and we find this to be objectionable and, and to be contradict the sacred texts and so forth. So that's a distinct possibility. But there are, now Sukadeva was a self-realized soul, a jivan mukta. That means he was liberated in this life, not a videha mukta. He hadn't left the body, so to speak, from where there's an entered Brahman, from where there's no return. So he was then, yes, when bhakti touched on him, it caught like fire, like, like, fire, touch, like uh, fire touches dry grass. Otherwise, 
If you come to bhakti, he's an example of someone coming to bhakti out of knowledge. Someone may come out of inquisitiveness. inquisitiveness. The sages at Namashranya are said to exemplify that inquisitiveness. These two types, if they come out of, for these motives, out of knowledge, means self-realization, or out of real intense seeking, that bhakti will touch them and they'll go quicker. Those who come to bhakti for out of a desire for material gain or for uh, freedom from suffering, arto jignasi, artarti, jnani chaburatarshva, those latter two, they will also come, but it'll take more time because first the desire for material gain has to come out of the heart, or the desire to become free from miseries and so forth. So the condition of one's heart, anyway, the point is, will have something, will be a factor uh, as to how quickly bhakti will visibly take effect. That's your question, right? Another question? Vishwanath says in his Gita commentary that... Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur says... He says that you cannot attain Brahman realization if you don't accept it, the form of Bhagavan is eternal. So that would mean that no impersonalist could attain Brahman. Well, not necessarily, you know. It would mean that no one who espouses the, the like Ramana Mongol was saying, the, the strict doctrine of Mayavad enunciated by Shankar that in a way, well, well, it does not accept the eternality of the form of Bhagawan. But that doesn't mean that um, there can't be others who don't do that but engage in Jnan, Sukadeva Goswami, we find he has no history of criticizing the form of God or not accepting the eternality of, of the form of of, uh, of God. You understand? Yeah. Okay. We stop there. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam Kijai.